Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post, joined with Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho Spindle, Clotho Spindle on Tumblr. Kama. Hi, this is Kama, uh, Grammar Saves Lives on Tumblr. And we're joined with Erin. Hi, I'm Erin, I'm Brienne of Toth on Tumblr. It's been a while, it's so good to have you back. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's good to be back. And already videos have been promised. <laughs> yes. What did that take? Like 10 minutes before that happened? Yeah. Don't worry, I'm on my I got you back. All right. So we did it. This is it. We've reached the end of Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 10. We'll be covering The Winds of Winter. I don't know. I kind of was annoyed by the way they chose that title, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a nephew to everyone, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so I wasn't the only one. That's no, good to know. No, you weren't. Okay. <laughs> um, so as you may know, there is spoilers with this podcast. Primarily probably gonna be for Game of Thrones, maybe the Song of Ice and Fire series as well. Um trigger warnings for potential rape discussion. Um let's get into the episode. We have the bells. They are tolling over King's Landing, and everyone is getting dressed up for court. Um, hundreds make their way into the Great Sept, including the High Sparrow, his uh, followers, and the Tyrells. Pycelle shambles his way there when he is stopped by a child. Um, so we have these cut scenes between Pycelle and what's going on in the main sept. Uh, Loris is brought into the Sept in Chains. He confesses to laying with other men, including Renly, perjury, depravity, dishonesty, and arrogance. He's willing to accept his punishment. Loris states he wishes to um, devote his life to the Seven, abandoning his name, titles, and claims. Loris gets his forehead carved. Marjorie has to hold her father back. And I'm going to stop here because there's already so much to talk about. Um, yes. <laughs> What you guys think about the pacing of this episode? It was really different than kind of what we're used to. Yeah, it kind of felt not like any other episode of Game of Thrones. And I, I personally liked having like that amount of time spent on one storyline. Mm. And I kind of wish that they would move forward with that style, maybe. It felt more, yeah. c- more cinematic. It, yeah, let it. it breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was good. You know... The music oh, I thought was great. Oh, yeah. You know, when I watched it first, I really did not care for this sequence because the music was so slow. But after I did the rewatch and I went back and I knew what was coming, it, it worked better. Um, yeah, I liked actually, it much better. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Um, the music at first sounded to me, I don't know, it, it was really jarring to me because it was not like anything we'd heard in Game of Thrones before. And I'm sad to admit it, but it reminded me of when I was um, in film school, we always had to seek out like copyright-free music from YouTube, which is always <laughs> really basic, monotone, kind of just 12-year-old sitting on a piano. And when I first heard it, I thought, 
pretty sure I've heard this track when I've been copyright <laughs> free music. But no, the second time I watched it, I'm like, no, I get it now. Now I like it. Now I appreciate it. Well, I don't yeah. think we ever hear piano in Game of Thrones, have we? Oh, no, not like or that. those vocals they had when Pycelle was getting stabbed. They had um, interesting kind of choir vocals there. Yeah, I, I, I would just like to point out that the High Sparrow actually put on a clean robe for the I occasion. I did. I put he put a fresh burlap sack on. <laughs> it wasn't dirty this time. I thought that was nice. He he, he dresses well for the trial. <laughs> I kind of wish we would have got a shot of Marjorie getting ready, though, and just putting on, like, layer after layer after layer of clothing. Yeah, instead we just got her hair getting pulled out. Yeah, that would have been better, like, just making a point of covering the boobs, like, eight yeah. times over. Yeah. Like a <laughs> turtleneck on top of a turtleneck. Maybe she had something really looking, sexy on underneath, like some kind of lingerie. <laughs> oh, and sorry. her looking, like, really, really annoyed, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Did it kind of like? Can we, just, can we just leave a window? Can we, guys? No. All right. <laughs> I was doing a. I was watching, and don't judge me. Not another teen movie the other night. And, and then there was like, there's a whole. Judge. Um, what was that? It's like you don't know us, Kyle. What the hell? <laughs> what that you're gonna judge me for that? Yeah. Hashtag no, judging that, you. But like, I watched. <laughs> yeah, because we're. I'm so high toned. Yeah. I, <laughs> But there's like the little montage where they're all singing about going to the prom and getting ready for the prom. And I kind of was thinking about that, which obviously the tone is completely wrong, but well, it's musical. like they did that in West Side Story with uh, Tonight, you know, that's yeah. the whole, you know, they, you're gearing up for the thing. I like the Not Another Teen movie better, actually, as a. <laughs> I love the I like references to think that, are so traumatically different that you both offer. <laughs> no, I like to think that one of these, the, whoever was responsible for this um, decided, you know, was one day just sort of, you know, couch surfing and happened, happened on not another teen movie and, and went <laughs> use that as their, their, I'd respect them so much more. I'm Did not alone, am I? you imagine the post-episode interview where she gets the inspiration <laughs> all from not another teen movie? <laughs> That's not I, I could Kyle. learn to like love them if they they did something like that. Be far yeah. less pompous than what we normally get. But did anybody uh, notice? Like, it did seem like the sept was very full. I mean, not that I wanted more bodies or more people to die, but I noticed it looked pretty sparse. I was like, they could have filled about at least a couple hundred more people there in the edges and up above. I was like, it's kind of you know sparse. I was going to feel like they the same thing. Yeah, they don't yeah. show up for the non-nude punishments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Because it looked like a side for the walk. For yeah, everybody was fully yeah. clothed. It looked yeah, like a lot of lords and uh, lady. I wonder if like maybe the children got word around that something bad was going to happen. So I'm gonna. Uh, there was know. a thing on Tumblr that I was dying at. It was like um, somebody it was Cersei's seamstress. You know, sees her new outfit and gets the idea that it's not going to go well and it's like tells her parents you know mom dad don't go to church today <laughs> see I, that I would make just, sense because the streets were bare find that i'll reblog it but i i was like yeah because it did seem a little less packed than you might think because i would assume if the queen you know is going up for 
that you know people would turn out for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we've ever seen the set this full in any in any of the set scenes. It's always been pretty sparse, mm-hmm. even for the funeral. Yeah, scenes. I guess inside. I guess inside because yeah. we mostly see them outside. And maybe you know, maybe it was just lords and ladies inside got invited, and then the rest of the who knows the rest of the small folk knew not the to muckety come. mucks. No. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I never thought it looked so grand. Actually, having it, it full of people, it was an impressive set. And it's supposed to make it more horrible, right? When it, the thing happens, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> the thing. The thing. Okay, let's go on to um, the rest of the episode. We have Tolman in his chambers, and he's stopped from attending the trial by the mountain. Um, Marjorie, inside the sept, is upset with the High Sparrow for mutilating her brother. She wants to know where Cersei is. Um, High Sparrow is informed by Lancel that Cersei never left the Red Keep. He tells him to go show her the way. Lancel spies a boy running down the steps and follows, while Pycelle is following another small child down into Kyburn's lab. That's never a good thing. Kyburn greets Pycelle, and um, then the murder children come out and stab him to death. Lancel's chase leads him to um, a cache of barrels at the end of the tunnel, and three small candles burn, resting in a pool of green wildfire. In the great set, Marjorie is losing her patience. She's saying something is wrong. She insists that we all need to leave. She tells all in attendance that they need to leave now. Marjorie grabs her brother and is um, barred from leaving by the sparrows. Uh, Lancel manages to crawl to the candles just in time to watch them go kaboom. So everything and everyone is blasted by a massive explosion of wildfire. So before we get to the good part, I, I do have some thoughts. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I, I mean, apparently various, the little birds can be had for a couple of Hershey bars to go kill people. <laughs> that, have you met work. four children? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but I mean, it's like... It's one thing, I mean, the whole point in the books, I mean, these kids are, like, they're not just homeless. I mean, they are kind of acquired from a very young age. Their tongues are cut out. They really are trained intensively for the work they do. And if Varys had asked them to go kill uh, Pycelle, as he does in the books, I'd be, I'd get it. Apparently, all we've had is that one scene with Kyburn. The kids say, well, he used to give us candy. He hands out some sweets. And I mean, then they go murder people. I mean, it seems like, I mean, if you went to my godson and handed him a knife and some candy, I think he'd pause. Yeah, as but, young yeah, as I mean, is. they're the same kids, you know, if but, they're the I same mean, little kids that Varys was employing, that's what they're, you know. But that's I mean, the way they to. set it up is that they basically said he gives us candy. So this is what I got. And then the other thing is, is I don't understand. I mean, I get them why he needs them to lead Pycelle down. But then once he's there, why doesn't he just knife the man? Why does he have to have the kids do it? I missed that. It was seemed well, actually sick, you know, extra kind of sicko kind of thing to do. Well, I think, I think it was them taking the books and trying to throw us a, a rag or a bone or whatever, but it didn't work for me. I think it's because he loved him too much to actually do it himself. <laughs> I thought it was so funny that they're like that Pycelle was giving him the Varys to Kevin speech about how it's not personal when it's like 
if it wasn't personal, you'd just let him go to the set and get blown up. Like, this was super personal. That's, like, yeah, that's really a good had point. A breakup. That's a good and, point. And it also <laughs> made no sense with what we, we know about the two of them. That Of course, it's very personal. And yeah. the other thing is, um, I still don't understand the stupid-ass punishment that the High Sparrow is. You'd think they'd want him, Loris, to go get married and have kids, not go live with a bunch of celibate warriors. I mean, it does seem like a very... I mean, think about that, just for a minute. I mean... Um, if we could use a real-world example, like, I mean, it does happen. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I mean... You bring up a very good point. That probably is quite a stupid punishment. Here, go live with the other gay men, Laura. Yeah. Don't get into anything. I thought about that, too, because somebody talked about shipping Lancel and, uh, and they had the heads both shaved Lancel and Loris now, you know, briefly. And I was like, oh, yeah, because he totally would have had every opportunity. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I think it was um, the High Sparrow really being a prick. I think he was really displaying his uh, dominance and his power, and he's showing Marjorie in particular. He's showing her, okay, well, you better stay in line, because otherwise, you know, same thing's going to happen to you. Look what I can do. Um, I can remove all of your brother's rights as heir of House Tyrell, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. But, you know, yeah. he also seemed, he looked genuinely surprised when she basically said, she didn't say, you know, screw your fucking God, but she said, you know, I don't care about your God or whatever. Um, and he looked shocked. Like, everybody like, looked shocked. <gasps> well, I mean, but I mean, I kind of had had this, this reading of this that he kind of knew that she wasn't as yeah. pious as she was claiming and that this was like he was going to work with her. But clearly that was not what they were going for. Oh, unless he was shocked that she w- had the balls to do it there. Do in that. front of everyone. Yeah, I yeah. Could that see could that. Be. yeah. And I'm glad Mace, you know, I, I like that they had Mace actually kind of Object. speak up. Yeah, I thought it was good that yeah. somebody did. You know, it's natural. I well, like I mean, that they gave... Yeah. I like that they gave Marjorie her moment too, to yeah. be the only one that had common sense and was yeah. able to like, puzzle just it so together. so heartbreaking yeah. when oh. you kind of see them shadowed where, you know, she's holding on to Loris oh, as, as the explosion goes off. And yeah, it's, it's kind of devastating because I mean, the only thing Marjorie did wrong was that she should have killed Cersei yeah. before yeah. Cersei could kill her. Like she actually should have taken it further and been more depraved basically. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love the, um, just like, if we're going to go into the wildfire explosion, yeah, I love the that. way they, they filmed it with, um, mm-hmm. when Lancel mm-hmm. was looking at it and you could just see his li- eyes light up green. And then, I like, love that, that visual. Seeing the sparrow, his, you know, actually seeing the sparrow's body at the moment was kind of oh, yeah. cool too. Yeah. yeah he was he just kind of disintegrated. Yeah. yeah. Someone did a frame by frame cut. I think they posted on Reddit. You could see every single frame and it was, the CGI was really beautiful and, you know, I think there's something to be said for Lancel. I mean, he did an amazing job. Um, I thought that was really great. I think it gave him a little bit more human. You know, he's been kind of cardboard cut out, you know, this kind of, oh, he's been you know, very nasty fa- yeah, yeah, nasty faith guy. But I thought that was great that he would be brave enough to, you know, he could have just laid there and died, but he made an effort to. Well, yeah. When my, he- hu- my husband brought up a good point, though, like about that. Like, she, he was like, what did that kid stab him in the spine? Why, why can't he yeah, to crawl. It was another like, like gut jab. Like they've seemed fond of that. Wasn't like the side. Was it? Would that be? Um, I don't know. Maybe it aggravated his old black water injury. Oh, 
Well, there's all sorts of things in your yeah. sides. There's, yeah. I mean, it, things that you you kind of need, like your kidneys and stuff. And <laughs> no, you but know. you wouldn't be able to like walk, though. Wouldn't you be able uh, to like? Well, wait, I think it would depend depend on paralyzed. how. Aria did a little bit. Yeah, Aria's <laughs> she got doing like all sorts of shit with when she was there. Well, yeah, I mean, she's doing Aria's parkour and all old. that. But that's yeah. true. Two episodes ago, I just watched Arya doing acrobats all over Bravos. Lancel it's, gets stabbed once in the side, and he has to crawl. <laughs> he's just not as hard. I, it's yeah. one of those it's things where do. you're not supposed to look oh, too closely, okay. which is really annoying because that's what I do. I did look the way that the music did the crescendo. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the second time I watched this, I I liked it so much better. Yeah. I thought Lancel was going to make it when he first left the Sept, and I thought he was going to kind of be the witness to everything, so oh. I was really happy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that he was going to live. And finally, by, be, you know, <laughs> tell Jamie that, oh, by the way, I, like, had this thing about, you know, with Cersei in season one. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> but, it oh, really was true. Mm. Oh, man. A secret died with everybody in that Sept. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's well uh it makes you wonder why they even bothered with it. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 I have to admit too, I really love the way Lena played it. Um like she had such like a satisfied smile on her face as she was watching it. It really felt like I was watching true Cersei Cersei in that moment. Yeah. Like Cersei. I wish they had let her be true Cersei. I wish they had given her that the last couple of seasons. I wish she would have been Cersei. I mean, I kind of still blame her for it, to be honest. I think it's both. Well, they keep going with this. She loves her children shit, which is just so much bull. Well, they'll be hopefully done with that now. She's made more excuse. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Carol and Larry, I mean, we'll, We'll talk about the Larry situation a bit more later, but yeah, I think I'm hopeful. Carol seems to have left the building. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm glad to see Carol go. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Bye, bye, Carol. We should have like a memorial to her. (laughs) Let's hope. Let's. You never know. We might get. We might get a lot of Carol and Larry the the next uh, half of uh, next season. Or you know, (laughs) it'll be revealed that Gendry really was Carol's. Carol and Bobby. Ah. Oh no! That would be oh like <laughs> could be a perfect mother again. No, make it stop. She'll get her seashells out again sex. and just listen to them romantically. Like, oh, I remember. I'm All Carol. Right. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go back. Um, we're going down into the dungeons, and Cersei is getting more hands-on with her revenge by pouring wine all over Septa Yunella. She tells her to confess and that it feels good. Then um, she tells the Septa of all the things that make her feel good. Killing Robert, drinking, fucking Jamie. She lies about that to keep her children safe. It also felt good to burn up all her enemies. Um, Cersei reminds her that she once said her face would be the last she'd see before she died. Yunella responds, good, I'm ready to meet the gods. Not today, you aren't. Sir Gregor is brought in. He unmasks, and I can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> so it was I, not Joffrey or Rob Stark. So I didn't really care. It was yeah. Sir Gregor, and, and it wasn't guy. the yeah. dwarf head. I mean, yeah, I was very was... well. They were calling him Sir Gregor pretty much yeah. like, immediately, yeah. so I knew it was going to be. Yeah. But I think they missed a golden opportunity to go a little more horror. <laughs> Did he not have a no mouth? one? Uh, in in the original, I don't, I think it's unclear whether or not he had a head in the books. No, he yeah. didn't have a head. Yeah, I don't think he has a head. Well, he didn't but, have um, his head. Mm, yes, <laughs> at least. <laughs> but 
But uh, yeah, I thought it was. I've actually thought this all the way along with the Robert Strong character in the show is that it's so weird to me that they're just so openly like, yeah, it's Gregor Cobain and he's a zombie and he's in the Kingsguard now. Get used to it. Yeah, and, like, and even no one they seems had that one to be going with Jamie, yeah. where he's like, oh, that's a bit weird. Does yeah. he still eat? Can he talk? Yeah, like you he, know? he didn't care. Like, yeah, he's a zombie. <laughs> Why is no one terrified of this? Why is no one like trying to seek justice and be like? what the hell is going on? They've just reanimated this guy's corpse. This is terrifying. We need to leave. Yeah, and it's a big clue that something bad is, you know, she's going to use him for nefarious purposes. You don't just have a zombie mountain around for, you know, for shits and giggles. You know, something bad's going to happen. And like on a sliding scale of of wrong and right, okay, like adultery and treason are really in the wrong end, but I'm thinking reanimating a dead guy? You know, trumps those, but nobody seems to care. I don't think oh, he was dead, just, though. Like, he was just mostly goes dead. Away. He's just mostly dead. <laughs> right, whereas oh, in the books, he's, right. like, dead, dead. You know, like, they cut his head off. That's pretty dead. Yeah, that's a pretty thorough job. <laughs> sure. It's a good point, though. Everybody just seems slightly uneasy. They're not... They, they should be way more concerned about this. <laughs> So, and then uh, they all will like poo-poo White Walkers. Oh, White Walkers! That's just a myth. That's <laughs> oh, that never happened. Like, what? what a silly idea! Well, yeah, oh, right. that, that's just Greg Oakland zombie. Don't worry about that. He's here every week. <laughs> and, and, you know, before we move on, I just want to say one thing. I did read an article with Lena. Um, she said that that scene they had actually written it. It was, she said it was awful. It was so bad that they actually left out what they wanted to put in. I'm assuming after she leaves the room. So they just ended it, him shutting. So it makes, you know, it sort of puts in your mind, uh, you know, some really horrible things. Um, there was some, no doubt she was oh, getting raped. That she yeah. Was getting yeah. Raped. Yeah. Well, they kind of hinted at it with what Cersei was, when she was pawing at her and stuff and. So I assume yeah. I assume when Lena said that, that that's what they left out. Can you imagine if they had included that? I was like th- I was so thankful when I read that. I was like, thank you for leaving having the decency to leave that out at very least. If Maybe our internet outrage has finally made a dent. <laughs> I think it did. I think if this had happened last season, they would have just showed that right. Oh, it wouldn't no. have been you know, they wouldn't have even batted their eyelids at it. They would have been like, Oh, this is great, you know, controversy. We love rape. Rape in every episode. And then this season, not a single rape. So I think Definitely, the audience response finally had some sort of impact. Yeah, yeah. And, and all jokes about shame aside, the actress played that part wonderfully. And you did feel some sort of, you know, you could tell she was a zealot, but you felt some, some sort of empathy for her sitting there tied up on that table. So. Yeah, oh, nobody totally. deserves that. that was I really hate watching up. those scenes. I yeah. hate anything like that. I always, like, it just, it's too close to, it's not even like, there's too much of this stuff in the real world that I don't want to see this in my fantasy. So I told, I don't, I thought it was the actress did a good job. Yeah. Can't believe Cersei wasted wine like that though. (laughs) Yeah. I think kind of the really cheap stuff. She knew she had dregs of it left. So she can more. (laughs) Tyrion's not around. They have an abundance now. That's true. Good point. Excellent. (laughs) Well, actually, yeah. I mean, she killed half the, Half the wine drinking population, probably. So, plenty yeah. to go around. So we have Toman. Um, he's overlooking the destruction his mother has wrought, and he has a quivering chin. He is left alone. Um, we see him step off. Take well, he takes off his crown, steps out of frame, and then when he comes back, he just clearly like, steps right out the window, and he commits suicide. 
<sighs> oh, poor Kitten King. I that cried. All I could say was, King. no, 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 <laughs> watching the scene. It was like, no, Tolman, don't, no, no, and boom, he did it. <laughs> I thought he did well. You know, I, I, I know the issues with it, but I... Maybe because he was quiet. I liked it. I loved Tommen. I was crying. So he did it well enough to make me cry. And I was crying pretty much through the first 20 minutes because of that scene. So he yeah. did something right. And I, I, I hate that Tommen. I knew something was coming, but I kind of, I hope that that isn't how it goes down in the books because it's very upsetting. I well, and I mean, I think he'll kill for, himself yeah. in the books. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he'll not. probably get murdered, but I don't think he'll get. Cersei I, will somehow cause his death, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to kill himself. I so I guess I'm the one who's going to hell because um, I had, you know that song, You Can Leave Your Hat On? Yes. I'm afraid that's what flashed into my mind as he took off his crown. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't even know what to say to that comma. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm terrible and to that person who really ragged on me about, I, no, it's just because I'm I'm tired and I, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say too, I thought when he was stepping out, I thought his silhouette looked an awful lot like Jamie. Oh, man. Because of the long coat, do you think? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been playing quite a lot with the costuming and the echoes all along, um, even before the woman whose costumer um, got switched out. But, like, Cersei's outfit is quite similar to uh, Tywin's armor. Although, honestly, again, Tywin wore it better. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm no Cersei fan, but she wore it pretty damn well. The dress was pretty fierce. I want that dress. I'm going to get married in that dress. I think the issue is her her coloring with the wig and the the very um, silver gray. It it clashed for me. And whereas Charles Dance's hair is pretty much white at this point, so... Well, I mean, and Tommen looks like, you know, he looks like he could be Lena's son and, you know, their hairstyle and everything. And, yeah. And, I, th- you know, symbolically, the scene, too, I think it was also difficult for me then because then, you know, when you go to Jamie, it's like, I don't know why, I don't know why the Marcello thing didn't upset me as bad. It might just be that I love Tommen from the books, but I just felt like this was his last chance to make things right and he didn't get it at all. You know, no time with him and that. I don't know, so... Well, we we didn't even try. With, we spent more time with Tolman too, right? Like Marcella yeah. was really like, what kind of? She was nothing. Dish we right met. Character. I mean, yeah. she went from being like this sort of like naive little girl who we barely saw to this very generic teenage brat, and then the hey, daddy, incest is okay. I mean, and then she died, so it's not like he had time with her. Yeah, I have no idea who she was. And who yeah. knows if Larry would have even tried, but, you know, I'd like to think if they got back to the book where he actually attempted to make some, you know, bonding with After, Tom and, yeah. yeah. I have to give a nod, too, to the sound production in this episode when Toman was, like, looking out the window and you could hear, like, um, the screams in the distance. and mm-hmm. uh, they, Technically, this was a really good... I mean, the whole thing with the music and the crescendo mm-hmm. and it was just that... Um, is it Miguel Sapochnik? Yes, I'm not Sapochnik, sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's kind of hit really, it out of the park, three oh, for yeah, three yeah, on the. Yeah. I'm really aspect. impressed with his his um at least with the technical directing mm-hmm. is really good. What was his other um credit? Hard home. Yeah, ah, I fucking love Hard Home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, you they, won't hear me say that often. Yeah, they made some really. He made some really good choices. Let's hope he I think, gets the JB like, fuck scene. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think too the way the wind, you know, the way the window was shot was very purposely reminiscent of you know Bran in in the mm-hmm. first episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's you know it's a if they're gonna have Tom and go out like this, then I appreciate you know kind of tying the knot on that story like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they filmed it the best possible way they could. There was no hesitation. Yeah. He just fell out. There wasn't any you know drawn out. It was very well done. That that okay. one shot just holding on the window was yeah. great because mm. Tommen walks yeah. out, of, out of frame, and then there's you know there's a little moment there where uh. we're just looking at an empty window and you know uh. something's about to happen. You're just waiting for something to go down, and sure enough, he walks mm. back into frame and out of the world. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody, let's group hug Clotho and we're gonna go <laughs> on. <laughs> Kittens. <laughs> At least his cat you always like have surp- out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the twins. We have Walder Frey toasting to his allegiance between the Freys and the Lannisters. Ron is sulky because Jamie's getting all the girly attention. Jamie calls over two girls and introduces Ron. And under light protest, Ron leaves with the women. Walder takes his place and chats with Jamie. He announces Edmure is back in his cell. Then he mocks the Blackfish being killed by foot soldiers. Jamie asks about Walter's fighting expertise. He calls him a great commander or great conqueror. And uh, Walder picks up on the mocking and he says, go ahead and mock. Walder then compares himself to Jamie. We know what it's like to be to have them grovel to our faces and snigger behind our backs. And I kind of loved how Nick played this because yeah. he does mind. It's all over his face. He does not want to be compared to Walter Frey. <laughs> and that was Jamie. That was not Larry. Larry yeah. was not present in that scene, which was fantastic. Yeah, well, I don't think Larry was present in this entire episode. It was just yeah. 100. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> you know, okay, so on the rewatch, I totally missed this. And I talked to like three people at work and bored a fourth one who does not watch the show and really hates when we like you know, devote our entire lunch hour to it. Okay. So in the beginning, Bron is pissed because Jamie's just sitting there and there's that girl staring at him. Mm-hmm. I totally missed that. That is Aria. Oh, I thought, I thought <laughs> it was her right off because she kept yeah. staring at him and they kept focusing on her. And I'm like, Jamie doesn't stare at women. So he must've got a weird intuitive, like something's up. So I thought it was her. I said that to my husband. That, that's Aria with a face on her. <laughs> I I missed it. And like I said, not that, you know, the people I work with are a representative sample of the, the television viewing audience, but I missed it. And I have problems with the Aria scene, but I just want to point this out here so that it'll make more sense. Well, do you think that do you think that there was any chance that Aria was trying to lure him and flirt with him and she would have tried to kill him? Or do you think she was just staring at him? Just, oh, yeah, there's another I one. I don't know. I just think that the setup could have been I better. Think- I think because she was at the twins, Walder was clearly her, her goal. That's yeah. why she was there. I think Jamie would have been a nice two for, but, um, yeah, and I think she was yeah. flirting with kind of flirting with him, probably just to have an excuse to be closer to the conversation. Yeah, okay. I don't think he's not on her list, is he? No, he, no. Oh, Books or show. I don't believe oh, he is. No, he's not. He isn't. I don't think. And she has oh. no idea he's the one who pushed Bran out the window. So. Or that he was going to kill her if he found her. Yeah, so oh. I don't think she knows. I, I, Well, I'll talk more about it when we get to that moment. But I missed it. It wasn't until I re- did the rewatch that I went, oh, my God, it's her. So 
I did like Ron's little comment about how, you know, maybe she wasn't she wasn't blonde enough for Jamie. <laughs> Which they just stick that shit in there for us to like yes. keep us holding on for ten ten more months. Yep. I wish she would have added though, or maybe it's she's not tall enough. Oh, you know, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been perfect. But then at the same time I kinda like that. It's open to interpretation. Some people would have heard that line and thought, oh, he's talking about Cersei. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, of course, everyone else is like, well, obviously he's talking about Brienne because she was just yeah. there the other day. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that that was sort of open. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, back at the Red Keep, we have Cersei um, with Kyburn. She asks for him to show her Tommen's body. Um there's barely any emotion that I could see displayed on her face. Um, she tells him to burn his a- and burn him up and take his ashes to the sept to be with his grandfather, brother, and sister. It's a very his, short scene. His grandfather at Casterly Rock, so I missed where that was going, but okay. That's true. Oh. Right? I mean, because initially she said he should be with his grandfather, and I'm like, well, they had that whole you know, procession with the body going to Casterly Rock. So what, she had him moved? They forgot or what? whatever, yeah. Did oh. that happen in the show, though? Yes, it, it did. I believe it did. I could go back and check, but I'm pretty sure they made a point of his um, leaving that he was going to be taken home. I don't think he got buried in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like I she, she reminded me of Ramsey a bit um, with that Miranda check. Oh yeah, the coldness. Yeah, just complete. Oh, yeah, yeah the coldness yeah. of it. Feed it to the dogs. Yeah, feed them to the cats. He loved those cats. cats. Maybe Sir Pounce will start murdering people in revenge. <laughs> oh. Well, Balerion does, and yeah. you know we figure Sir Pounce is one of his descendants. Oh, <laughs> Okay, um, we're going to go on to Sam and Gilly's scene. Um, they have the baby, and they're arriving at Old Town. And there's a giant flock of white ravens flying out of the citadel. Um, inside, they're greeting by an administrator that enjoys his job a little too much. <laughs> this guy played the perfect dick. <laughs> I loved him. He was great. Sam announces he is to replace Maester Eamon. The clerk is annoyed the proper paperwork hasn't been submitted. He allows Sam to use the library. Gilly and the baby are told, no, 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 no. Get out. <laughs> Inside the library, Sam is loving his life so hard. <laughs> I love nuts. like all of the Belle and Beauty and, Beauty and the Beast comparisons that we've had in the last two days with Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was my instant thought when I saw it, and I thought, oh, I'll make this joke on Twitter. And of course, I log into Twitter, and everyone else has made the exact the same joke. But, oh. It's really a race, isn't it, to get those things out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is sometimes, yeah. But yeah, I guess it was an obvious joke. Did you notice the thing in the middle in the library? Yeah, the astrolabe or the armillary sphere, I think I looked it up as well, they call it. So that's what's in our credits, I guess. It's from the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's two or two or three of them. I think they have up there, and um. I'm, yeah. It, and I was looking at it like, oh, big fancy mobile. <laughs> yeah, and those lenses too. The lenses on the side are the same. They use the lenses and the yeah. It was pretty cool. I really I do, hope that they use the set more next year because I think yeah. it's gorgeous. I do have to wonder at Sam. He shows up again to. I mean, he knows it's a sell. He's okay. He's in an organization that is taken these vows 
not supposed to have a kid. That's definitely against the vows. He's going to sign up for another organization that also you're not supposed to have. You're supposed to, like, you know, be loyal to the house you're assigned to, not to your family, not have a girlfriend, all this stuff. Not only does he show up with them and he doesn't, like, dump them at, like, a tavern or something. No, no. He brings them to go, like, sign up for class. And I'm like, and then seems like, oops, sorry, when, you know, the guy understandably is like, um, no, you cannot bring your baby mama and your kid in here. I know they're not really his his kid, but still, you know. Well, comma, the mountain could only babysit one kid at a time. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's just, I, it's such a, it's such a cheap shot. They went for the scene, I think, because there was a laugh involved and it was kind of funny and, oh, isn't Sam stupid? But that's not how they've established Sam. And oh, I didn't think of him as stupid at all. I just kind of I thought did. of him as, like, Who really the fuck excited. Show up? It's like he's signing up for seminary and he's bringing his wife and kid. I'm like, you don't do that. Or a job interview, even. You know, just as yeah, simple as, like, I mean, you like, go for- like, that is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen. And he's not supposed to be that stupid. So Yeah, I- Sam, leave them in the car. Oh, for goodness sake. Exactly. Well, maybe that maybe, you know, I'm assuming that the Citadel has workers that work there that aren't masters and or, you know, or trainees and, you know, perhaps Gilly's job interview was next. Oh, like maybe have her work. That would be pretty cool if she yeah. got a job in the, you know, another I mean, part yeah, of someone's the- probably yeah. cooking and cleaning for him, right? They're yeah, not doing yeah. it themselves. I'm guessing that the douchebag in front of that um at that table is not the guy who does that. Who knows? <laughs> The other thing that I had... I mean, isn't he a reference librarian, though, probably? Like, shouldn't he be able to tell them where to go? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. And uh, the other thing that... Carl's like, not in my job description. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what happens, trust me. Um, The other thing that I took exception to, especially given how information flows later on in the same episode... Okay, Mormont's been dead for how long? How many seasons has he been gone? Oh, uh, yes, they should know that because they I mean, know they, know, they know a lot. They I, keep I their mean, finger on I the I know pl- initially yeah. there were yeah. problems with the Ravens, but surely point. at some point word has gotten out that there's a new Lord Commander and all this stuff and they haven't heard about it? Well, John still doesn't know that the I mean, sorry, Sam still doesn't know that John got killed, right? I guess. That's no. What crazy. Yeah, right, no but idea. I mean, I, I'm not talking about Sam. Care. I'm talking about this guy. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, later on in the episode, I mean, everyone else knows what's going on elsewhere. I mean, this doesn't... So here's the deal, then. Because, I mean, I, who would have... Who would have been in charge of making, of like sending out those ravens or like deciding to send out those ravens? I, you know like, what? Eamon was care. probably out of it. Ollie clearly sucked at his job. <laughs> oh, no, 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 this is my problem. These are things that I am not going to sit there and fans wank away. I mean, I feel like these are things that that's the writer's job to address. Like, some information isn't coming through? Okay, fine, but then why is this information not coming Eh, through? I guess, like, to me, it's just a funny scene, and I'm not gonna, like, there's enough fish to fry. Actually, there's there's never enough fish to fry. (laughs) 
maybe they did get a raven about Joram Mormont's death, but you know, it wasn't signed properly. Like they didn't submit the correct paperwork, so they yeah. were just like because they seem like that kind of stuck up. It's like then a Japanese bank. Yes, yeah. that should be established. It's <laughs> like these, these characters moving at different times all over the place, and it doesn't take much as a writer to kind of establish. Okay, they're behind, they're ahead, whatever. But they are, the way people travel, the way news is traveling or not traveling, there's no consistency Wouldn't at it be all. funny if they did, like, two weeks previous, three weeks before, three weeks ahead, you know, if they did all that? I don't think you even need to be that clunky. <laughs> but I it would be funny. Just, it would just... <laughs> you just need something. And it just felt, it takes me out of the moment is my problem. And I think there was a way to make that guy officious enough without having to to do that. Like it was sloppy, sloppy writing. And that's been my objection to the show for years now. They just don't try. And it's to me, I mean, this is not somebody's public access cable show. You know, this is not the movie they put together and they maxed out their 10,000 grand visa. I love that this is like where you are like hard lined on commas. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm like, <laughs> I just thought the scene was cute. <laughs> yeah. No, no, this is, this is, it takes me out of the moment. This is the stuff that bothers me. Where do okay. I get to Arya's scene and you hear me about pastry? That's just, okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. Let's get there. I can't believe pastry. we spent this long on this. <laughs> so uh, in the north, we have John. Um, He's uh, with Melisandre, and he's telling her about how when he would sit in the dining hall, he would have to sit at a separate table away from the family. Um, Davos marches in and tosses Melisandre the burnt steak that he found in Shireen's pyre. He demands she tell John about what she did. Melisandre admits to burning her. She protests that it was her; it's what her lord wanted. Davos calls her lord evil. Um, he says that he loved her like his own and that she killed her. Melisandre responds, so did her father, so did her mother. She admits she was wrong. Davos asks permission to execute her. John asks Mel for a rebuttal. She tells him she can help him win the war with the others. John tells her to ride south. If she comes back, he'll have her hanged. And Davos tells her he'll do it himself. So I've kind of been waiting for this. Was amazing in mm. this scene, but I thought John's punishment was a little bit stupid. Like, why are you sending her south? Send her north. Like, yeah. send her to the wall. I, I have notes about that because I'm like, okay, if I thought when she made the point, like, you're gonna need me because this war with the others is coming. You're gonna need me. I thought he would spare her for that, but then he spared her and he sent her south. So. Uh, also, well, I she felt, did say, like bring him back to life. He does owe her something, yeah. you know. Oh, and, yeah, I don't think he should have. I don't think he should have executed her. I think for the plot, the only reason they sent her south was so she could meet up with the Brotherhood without banners. But yeah, but, I mean, know, obviously. Yeah. But that's the. <laughs> but only I mean, thing. I don't Ed know. needs some reinforcement. And also, she can't like, send her north. Why would he send her north to the wall where they're not really supposed there, to have whatever. women, right? I know well, that. I get well, like they clearly don't care yeah, about well. Sam and his girlfriend showing up for work at the male only place. So yeah, I don't but that's see when why that John was awesome. in charge. John, John's not in charge anymore. Sending right. up to the wall, you, you're working with a lot of unknown variables it's now. Ed, though, you think like he's going to give a shit? <laughs> I don't think he's going to give a shit if people might, you know, do something either. <laughs> like the scene, I just felt like all of this should have happened earlier in the scene. I know they stored it up for this because it's the finale. Mm. 
I thought the two actors were fantastic. I thought Liam Cunningham rocked it. But this should have been happened earlier. I mean, he should have been asking these questions a long time ago. And that he didn't makes no sense to me. Well, he tried, right? But then Brienne interrupted. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's like if they were going to string it along, then they needed to like show that consistently he kept getting blocked or things were happening. Not like hiding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I Glamoring herself and other people. (laughs) Whatever. But she did a really good job. I mean, they were both Mm. excellent. I just thought this should have been, this is the kind of stuff that should have happened at the beginning of the season, not at the end. Yeah, I agree with that point. <clears throat> On top of the walls of Winterfell, we have John watching Melisandre right away, and Sansa joins him. He is having um, mother and father's room prepared for her, and Sansa thinks he should take it. He's a Stark to her. John tells her she's the lady of Winterfell, and he asks her if she trusts Littlefinger. She says, only a fool would trust Littlefinger. She tells him that she wished he told her him about Littlefinger. John tells her they need to trust each other. They have so many enemies. And she tells him about the White Raven and that winter has come. Oh, I loved his smile there. It's just nice to see Kit smile. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I liked I liked this scene. I thought it was nice. And I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't have any major problems with it. Um, I, I think they have really good chemistry. I feel kind of like... Uh, <laughs> What is, I'm they not going to say I ship it, but they have chemistry. No, <laughs> it's terrible. Let's <laughs> not come to the dark side. <laughs> First cousins don't share that much DNA. I looked it up. Um, First cousins and are acceptable in Westeros, so like... I can feel uh, less guilty because of that. Yeah. I mean... My only quibble is that they clearly have, she's either standing in a ditch or he's standing on a block. That man is that not anywhere near her height. But I think they look great together. And you know who I'm really happy for is the John and Sansa shippers. This is like they have arrived. It's It's been beautiful to see all the gift sets and the fake. And I mean, they're just having a field day and I'm happy for them. Yeah, they seem like a pretty, they seem like a fun crew. I was thinking about, um, like, my first instinct being to criticize Sansa for not sharing the info with John about, you know, sending the letter to Littlefinger. But the more I thought about it, I think it is more in her character at this point. She just doesn't trust people. Well, and after what she's been through, can you blame her? Yeah. The people who were supposed to protect her didn't or failed her. And I mean, she really, it's been years, literally, since she's seen him. I think this scene really tied it together, too. Like, all the questions about that before, for me, felt resolved with the way, you know, the way it was written, the way Sophie acted it. I thought she was, you know, I I thought she was believable. I think it could have been done better, but I I have no quibbles with the scene. I Uh, I thought it was nicely, it was beautiful, too. I mean, I I gotta say, it was lovely to look at yeah i have one small quibble and it, we'll probably get into it more later when we get the whole winterfell um hall scene hmm. i feel like it was a setup for sansa to be like you're stark to me so you taking my birthright is totally cool like oh. that's what the scene felt I, like it was for in I a way i think so the way they played that later and maybe we'll get to that I don't think it's totally cool with her, which is why yeah. I think they should have set this up a little differently. Mm-hmm. But what it's what we got. I mean, they're not going to go back and change it. So, yeah. sadly. <laughs> All right. 
At Dorne, Lady Olana meets with Ilaria and the Sand Snakes. Uh, Lady Olana masterfully tells them all to shut up and let the grown women speak. Ilaria wants to forge an alliance and to give Olana her heart's desire. Ilaria rings her little bell and it summons Varys. Apparently it's a eunuch bell. <laughs> she promises vengeance. Not a cheese and- boy bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a different bell for that. <gasps> that would have been so awesome. Oh, if he was summoned, you'd be like, with her. He's with her everywhere. Can you imagine, <laughs> though? Like, ah, oh, shit, wrong bell. traveled with her own cheese boy. <laughs> He's her own personal <laughs> cheese boy. I would. Uh, yeah. Okay? Absolutely. I wouldn't leave him behind anywhere. <laughs> so she, pro- uh, Lara promises Elena vengeance and justice, and Varys adds fire and blood. So, Guile, I take it back. You were, you, your sources were totally accurate. There was a Dorn scene with... Mm-hmm. Ferris and Olena. <laughs> so I really, I mean, I kind of felt really bad for the three actresses that play the Sand Snakes to just kind of have to stand there and get shit on by the writers when it was the writers in the, the first writers' place fault. Yeah, who you did so, it. It's a little so it's just like, but mostly the writers' fault. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, well, I, that's kind of shitty to do to those actresses. It's not their fault that you wrote right. a terrible storyline for them. It's 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 the people who gave them that, those god awful lines and had them doing those god awful things. It's the writers. Yeah. It's not. Them. And they're young women too, right? And that's what yeah. makes it a little yeah. more galling, I think. These and they're women. not like they're not they're not Diana Rigg, who's got you know a credit list longer than you know my arm. I mean, these are women who I think they yeah. just mocked them, and they yeah. should be mocking themselves, frankly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really care for that. Okay, so this is what I meant by information traveling. So the Citadel hasn't heard. I mean, granted, the whole blowing up a King's Landing, I think people will be chatting about that. But Olena has heard not only in time to, like, get herself down to Dorne and whatever. She's also got, you know, her morning on. Although I was saying to my coworker, like we were talking about it, because I'm like, you know, it takes time to have a dress made and all that, but maybe she's just so damn old that oh, she's she at that stage in her yeah. life where people are just dying right and mm-hmm. left. And no, you know, just- it's her funeral dress. It's sort of like how the Queen Mother, you know, they used her funeral plan when Diana died. Yeah. Mm. This is her funeral dress. Yeah. Well, like, that's what I mean. Like, they're. No, you know, I mean, like, the- hers. Like, for her oh, funeral. Oh, when she dies. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Looks hot. I mean, weather. Oh, no. No, maybe Varys thinks it looks hot. You know, I don't know. (laughs) I actually really liked Varys' outfit. I thought that was like a nice new color combo for him. Yeah, he looked pretty sharp. And I like that they introduced it. Well, it was the line before she was said, you know, her heart's desire. I'm going to give you your heart's desire. And Varys walks up. So it just reminded me of the conversation from last podcast about (laughs) Helen and Varys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Romantic music plays in the background. <laughs> I bet you do not know me. <laughs> okay, so uh, back in Marine, Danny informs Dario he's not coming with her. Uh, Danny tells him she'll need to make alliances through marriage in Westeros. And Dario is not opposed to being just her lover. Danny tells him she can't bring him. All in all, it's a pretty good breakup. <laughs> yeah. You had to know he was thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm fucking Jorah now. I'm Jorah. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they had done that. That would have been kind of awesome, but no. (laughs) He'd be 
like, are you really joring me right now? <laughs> if Jorah was listening, he was peeking through something, watching and smiling. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to miss him. He's such a good actor. He's so good. He's very talented. And she's oh, not. That, yeah. <laughs> no, it's very, it's such, such a good wild hunt. I right? Mean, <laughs> he is. Well, and I mean, if they just brought him back as Heil Hunt, like no explanation, <laughs> like they did with yeah, Tom, and yeah, yeah, just have a voice of twin cousin from like you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And she looked again. I think it's supposed to be this serenity, like regalness going on, but she looked stoned again the whole time. I mean, am I alone in this? No, I mean, she did. I mean, she cat, did. I mean, Heil, like it, it is frustrating. It's I mean. Everyone else is so natural. I think you know. I think there's a note there to be played off of. Um, I'm maybe I can defend her. I'm, I can't believe I might try. Oh I don't, I'm half-heartedly <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs> so um, afterwards, she joins Tyrion. He commends her on her self-sacrifice, and he tells her she is in the great game now, and she should be afraid. Only ones not afraid of failure are madmen like your father. And Danny says what frightens her is she said farewell to a man who loves her and she felt nothing but impatience. So was she playing it that way? No, she did not look impatient at all. At least not to me. Oh. I don't know that I don't like her. I admit it. I am prejudiced. Um, I mean, do they do you think she's getting been getting some background dialogue from everyone in the scripts that she needs to play this as someone who's becoming colder and cold? I don't know. I mean, I think I've, so. I know. think so. Or think is it like are they going to go for like an insanity thing? I, I mean, so. and that might explain that. Well, I think there's probably one blonde insane queen at a time, so I don't think that they're going for Danny to be insane. But why throw that note in about not having emotion about this? I mean, I've I think been to- in this position where I dumped somebody who I really didn't care as much about as they cared about me. But she didn't look impatient to me was the thing. I mean, I, I felt that like, you know, like, dude, I, I, I just I'm not that into you or what. I mean, that's not how it happened. But I mean, she didn't look impatient. To me, I mean, that's not the note I got. It was like she was sort of like, look, I can't do it. Sorry. But she didn't seem I didn't get a read from her at all. And I had I didn't last episode either. No, I was really hoping that Tyrion would make a pass at her, though, because he was clearly like, well, I I think you're probably going to get into this a little bit more a lot. So I'll save it, actually. Okay. Um, well, let's continue then. Uh, Tyrion yeah. tells her there will be others. He also tells her he believes in her. Danny gives him a pin and it's a hand. Um, she names him Hand of the Queen. He bows. So it was, yeah, there was some moments there. You could have seen Tyrion being old Tyrion. Yeah, I was wondering. Oh, I would have loved to have seen her make him make a pass at her and her reject him. So, I mean, do you think I was picking up that he's falling in love with her? Is anybody else picking that up? Okay. Yeah, no, I was totally picking that up, too. And she would absolutely, I mean, there's no way in hell she would not reject him. So I, and I'd kind of like to see Tyrion get rejected. Yeah. Hmm. I want him to shave his hiatus beard very, very badly. (laughs) Very distracting. Here's a question for everyone. So, the reason Daenerys gave for leaving Dario is that it's going to be beneficial to her cause if she marries the Lord of Westeros. Mm -hmm. 
Who is up for the taking? It's got to be John. Dropped. It's got to be John. Yeah, Who's it going to be? Well. There's Jamie. nobody else. She could away. marry Jamie. No, <laughs> I mean, John, Jamie, or... I don't know why, and I'm like, no, nah. No, I no. mean, who's alive at this point? It's, yeah, those John, would be the Jamie, only option. Sweet, Ro- Sweet Robin. Although, yeah. Sweet Robin. Oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Four yeah, hours. I've got that convenient moon door for the dragons. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point. Oh, I mean, I that could, would be the perfect place for them. Yeah, I could see Daddy enjoying throwing people out of a moon door. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just I hopping down into our dragons back from the moon door. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. <laughs> I found a chart for like how much DNA is shared by, you know, various degrees of, you know, relations. Just Daddy. to throw this out there. Okay. So first cousins, it's something like seven to 12%. And not that bad. I mean, not great, but not that bad. Aunt and nephew is like 25%. So I'm just going to share that and so leave it. So it could be a little there. more uh, problematic. I mean, you know, Daddy. Danny's parents were brother and sister as well. So I mean, so there's a whole. Yeah. yeah, like and, genetic mess. And Rager's parents, so John's grandparents, were brother and sister. So that's not a good recipe for the future. So <laughs> actually, I'm sorry, think... <laughs> John and Danny shippers, I'm just putting that out there. You know, really, like, Liana and, and Ned's mom was also a Stark. So there's, like, just a whole, like, that family tree is, like, Lannister looking at this point. Actually, I think almost worse because it's generations of brothers and sisters marriage. I mean, yeah. Jamie and Cersei, I yeah. mean, yeah, they got the three kids, but I don't think it goes back. And then their parents now were first stopped. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, it's, it, I think it kind of stops there versus, like, centuries of yeah. Targaryen brother-sister combos. So It's fucked up anyways. <laughs> I don't, it does not bode well for any children. Yeah, they, like the Bachelorette. Uh, Westeros version, there's not that many. I mean, there's just not a lot of, not a lot left. Gross. Well, I guess the book it's an interesting point yeah. though, because like, okay, if John were to marry in the series, his potential brides at this point are Sansa and Daenerys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so we just give him someone to marry Cersei. No, I mean. It, <laughs> I didn't think of that. It's so obvious. Oh, that would be horrific. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Oh, that would be horrific. There'd be, you know. She'd kill him dead within five seconds. Guy had a great idea for John, actually, although the consummation would need some years. Yeah, but I mean, like, if this was real, John would clearly be marrying Liana Mormont. Liana Mormont. Yeah, her reward should be she's the Queen of the North. Oh, they'd be a great-looking couple with their Liana's dark hair. I think Liana's going to marry Bran when Bran reemerges. I think that's illegal. <laughs> or Pod. Give give her another ten years, guys. Give her another ten years. What and then, yeah, I'm Liana, Liana and Bran would make the most sense. Oh. Well, I think Bran's in love with Mira. Okay, Bran we're totally turning this into a story. Actually, I mean, for dynastic purposes, these people are all screwed. Because Cersei, yeah. I think, is past childbearing age, at least in a medieval setting. Um, it's questionable whether Danny can have kids. Wait. Possibly. We don't know. And Bran, I'm pretty sure, is like, it, he's probably impotent. So oh. I'm not really sure how mm. that's going to work but out. He might not yeah. be. I mean, I, we haven't well, really been yeah. clear as to the extent if he yeah. is or not. And I, I don't really want to know. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We spent way too much time on matchmaking the people. Well, I mean, I think we, we also forgot the other single woman bride for John. 
Aria? Brienne. Oh, there we go. Brienne says she's a contender now. I don't <laughs> think Tormund Everyone would got blown that. up. <laughs> Slim I, think, I think Tormund would be like, nah, man, you can't. Look, I'm buddies with you, John. I trust you, but you can't have Brienne. I'm sorry. I've got <laughs> my eyes on that one. I didn't one. realize that Brienne belonged to Tormund that he could She, she doesn't, decision. but I think, like, Tormund, Tormund's got a pretty heavy crush there, right? He's bulk it's of not, the bro It's one-sided. Code. It's 100% one-sided, but it's enough that, yeah, bro code, that he would just be like, John, look, I, I don't have a chance with her, but I'm not cool with you. Don't go there, man. Just, you're my bro. Marry me instead. I'm really ending it. I can't. Okay, we're going back to the twins, and Walder Fry, Frey is up. Um, he's waiting for his sons and hitting on underage girls. He demands for her to fetch his sons. The servant girl tells him they are already here. She shows him the pie. Walder peels back the crust to reveal a toe. Arya um, unmasks, announces herself to Walder as a Stark, then slits his throat. So I guess she did, like, pocket some of those faces. That was good. <laughs> yeah, it was good because it meant that, like, that whole adventure in Bravos. when she left, I thought, well, hang on, what was the point of any of that if she didn't complete her training? But she still got the face changey thing, so, hey, she got something. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Does she have a suitcase with faces in it? Did she just kill some girl who happened to be close <laughs> by? How does she do this? <laughs> I feel there's a deleted scene where Jockin explained how this all works <laughs> and said, here, have some faces for the road. Uh, maybe an oh, ice wait, pack that's... or a cooler she to keep them She shoved them in her backpack. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing, and I, I totally thought of you, Clotho. <laughs> when exactly did Arya learn to cook and bake? <laughs> and, and was there... Well, I mean, was there not an opportunity here? See, like, I feel like it, we should have seen at some point, we should have seen her arrive in Westeros, and then we should have had a scene with her in Hot Pie. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. She's been involved in this. That pastry, I mean, it looked good. It looked hard. good. <laughs> I pride myself on being a pretty Except damn for the good finger. cook, but that's not something you just whip up. And I mean, it's not just, I mean, she would have had to not only butcher, skin them, all that other stuff, but then she's got to, like, a thought. to make a nice Here's crust. A thought. Perhaps she just found a pie that was already done. She took the toe Stuffed and just shoved it in there. Yeah. <laughs> then I think I we should have something to kind of intimate because I seriously spent way too long just trying to figure out how this works. <laughs> I also Maybe she feel... picked up hot pie on the road and, and he <laughs> actually see, made it. We could have had hot pie. We didn't. They denied us that. And yeah, I mean, realistically, <laughs> we should have had Walter pie. bring them in. Yeah. They should the have Walter thing- bring in Hot Pie to do the catering because it's like a big event with the Lannisters coming into town. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have worked. It would have been nice to see. I, I hated see him this again. so much. I it. I loved this whole bit in dance. I thought it was so set up so well. They had the whole thing about hospitality, which I still don't think the show has ever really done a really good job of setting up. Manderly was such a great character. It was so suspenseful because the phrase kept disappearing and people weren't really sure what was going on. No, this is just <laughs> random. I didn't even remember. Did we ever even meet Lothar and Blackwalder at all? Because it's yeah. just suddenly he's mentioning them and they're not no, there. They're the- they're the two guys. Were they the two hat guys in the hats, the special hats? Yeah, they're the two yeah, guys in River Run. I don't know. I feel this is again. It's it, setting off a bomb w- rather than doing a suspense thing where we're sort of getting the kind pl- of 
reeks of the previous scene with Pycelle getting stabbed by the murder children. It's just like, it's a way to just take something that everybody loves in the books or is something unique in the books and then just placing it into fan service. But without doing the required setup. And I just felt like it was such a waste of my time. And then when I heard them talking about Arya, I'm like, oh, you totally do not get this character again. Yet, you know, yet another well, one. I think they get her. When no, they're talking I... about how, no, I mean, when they're talking about, like, no, this isn't some great moment. Like, you should be very no. concerned about this. Like, they get her, I think. I, I think that. I agree with that. But she's not. She still has these glimmers of humanity that I think they've totally decided she's a remorseless killing machine. Kind of like what they did with Brienne. And I don't. It bothers me. And this was a moment that this was, I don't know. And I mean, at least David Bradley can act and he's not on my screen anymore, which kind of annoys me. Well, I don't she's know. not going around killing randoms. Like, this is the dude that killed her mother. It felt and she refused. And I mean, they just had her refusing to kill Lady Crane because of her own, like, her own personal moral code. So I think yeah, they are it, keeping there, that there humanity, humanity. But yeah. there is a it concern felt that she's. So so, like, here you go, we're going to plop this in here. Here you go, we're going to plop this in here. It did not feel organic to me at all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to... Well, that pie was organic. But I'm going to have to <laughs> agree with you because I, I loved it. I loved that scene. And it was completely for self-indulgent reasons. I was just like, yes, Arya, do the thing. Kill Walter Frey. <laughs> this is awesome. I don't even have time to question how you made that pie. Because, honestly, you don't know how to make a pie. But this is cool. Get rid of him. We're done. Sweet. Let's move on. <laughs> but, you know, maybe that was the attitude in the writer's room as well. Like, okay, how can we do this? So. Boom, boom, done. Move on. Yeah, we've done the pie. High five, right? <laughs> <laughs> High five, guys. Well done. Cheers. <laughs> okay, let's go to Winterfell. Um, Sansa sits beneath the weirwood tree and Littlefinger joins her. She asks him what... She- she asks him what he wants, and he tells her every time he closes his eyes, he sees himself on the Iron Throne with her by his side. Sansa halts his advances and starts to walk away. He tells her he's declared for her and she needs to prepare for the future. You may, uh, you, my love, are the future of House Stark, not a motherless bastard born in the South. I loved that he put it out there. Like, what do you want? Like, I love that he just flat out said he wanted the Iron Throne. Like, I thought that was awesome. And yep. she came in second. I know. I, I like that they did it that way. That was her <laughs> He's such a perv. He's I such know. a child molesting, nasty oh. piece of work. But they looked really pretty together. And again, crazy shipper, or what do they call it? Creepy shippers. Not crazy shippers. Crazy Sorry. shippers. <laughs> crazy tomato, tomato. Creepy shippers. <laughs> I probably, I mean, I've, again, I've seen the. They're having a field day. And I mean, they look like they're posing for a medieval catalog, but they looked really great. <laughs> it's a pretty Tom. scene. Any scene with the, that weirwood tree is really gorgeous. And she's gorgeous. I mean, he looks less attractive, but he's still not a bad looking guy. <laughs> okay, so beyond the wall, we have Benjen um, with Mira and Bran, and he's telling them that he has to leave, that he can't go beyond the wall. And uh, he places Bran at the weirwood tree and then departs. Bran plugs into the tree, returning to the past where we see the vision of the Tower of Joy. He follows young Ned up to the top 
of the tower where we find Liana covered in blood. She whispers the name of her baby and asks him to protect the baby from Robert. Ned is given the baby and the little face fades into um, growing Jon Snow. Why do you think they did the whisper part? Because I'm telling you, when I saw posts, and, you know, Facebook is not a fandom place. It's a face, it's a place for, like, the average viewer. People thought it was Ned's baby. People thought it was yeah. Robert's baby. Even though she whispers that yeah. Robert would kill John. But, you know, why? Why didn't they just have her say it out loud, mention Rhaegar? And people said they didn't know who Rhaegar was, even though it was yeah, in the previous. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were. Like, they were. It was just. So the people at work, um, the one's boyfriend read the books, but it's been like years, evidently. He was totally mystified. Again, I'm using these people at work yeah. at lunch with like a, as a representative <laughs> sample, but her boyfriend had no clue. And she's trying to explain, no, it's Rhaegar. And a couple other people I talked to were like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're probably a bunch of people who buy into Lot's theory of, of, um, you know, Ned plus L equals J. Yeah, I mean, they I did. Think, yeah, my People... co-worker thought as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I work with this American guy on Tuesdays, and we both, you know, we both watch Game of Thrones on the Monday, and then we have we work together on the Tuesday, and he was like, oh, so was that Ned's baby? Are they yeah. like Jamie and Cersei? And I'm like, no. no that would be no. amazing. <laughs> well, I can do it, evidently, because half of the viewing audience doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> They might well, also they did I guess they posted something on Twitter that um kinda had like it kind of explained everything and had like a chart showing like who was who and during Robert's rebellion and stuff. Okay. So I think on some level they kinda realized like, oh crap. <laughs> so they officially do you think I haven't looked, but the Game of Thrones yeah, website they put him on there under Rhaegar and Leanna. It's official, yeah. Okay. It's official. Okay, so people can just I, look that up. Like the story with the pilot is when they screen the first pilot, the one that has never no one's ever seen the one with those other people in like Catelyn and Danny's role I'd love and stuff. To see it. <laughs> it was unclear to people that Jamie and Cersei were brother and sister, and that's when they realized I mean, they had yeah, a problem. We established like last week or it was the week before yeah. that people are dumb too. So. Yeah, yeah. I I felt Except like our listeners, our listeners are bright. No, they're bright. They're brilliant. Right, exactly. Brilliant. Well, even people that aren't flat out dumb, because my husband's not dumb, but I I remember him sitting there watching it, and he turned to me and he goes, "Oh, they're brother." and sister like after that scene he didn't get it either i guess it was so brief the mention that he didn't pay attention right but i mean that's like the very first show like yeah like oh yeah yeah i felt like that though i mean that i kept seeing that as a reaction and kept and like people i thought it was painfully obvious that cersei was gonna blow like shit up and people were like oh i missed all of that I didn't, I didn't. I knew it is hard when we that. read into everything. We, we see it, but yeah. It's like, I thought <laughs> yeah, we're probably were like, not the right audience yeah. to, yeah. to uh, make those kind of determinations of what's obvious or so not. So I guess it proves that they do need to hit people over the head with this stuff. They need to like, spell it out. <laughs> Clearly they needed to spend a little more time talking about Rhaegar. And you know what? They could have done that with a bunch of those scenes in Marine. I mean, that might have been a way to do that. Again. Yeah, I'm trying to think how they could have done something like that to remind the audience who Rhaegar was. Like, I don't know if she could have had, like, some Targaryen well, flags they had in the room these... or something. I don't know. <laughs> a picture know. of they him on the wall, had, I mean, tapestry. Yeah. <laughs> her, her brother, but, you know, her elder brother, but she knew Viserys. And there could have been a conversation with her and Tyrion about Rhaegar and, you know, when he died, the, you know, something. They could have found a way. 
Did you like one of the fake spoilers though was that they were gonna go on the crypts and there was gonna be a tombstone with John's name on it with like, you know, son of Rhaegar and Liana. Uh, oh, yeah, that whole crypt thing. Yeah, a lot of people thought people were going something was gonna be down there. Hilariously, he, he left him his harp or something. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine John just going emo and playing a harp? I guess. <laughs> Hipster with his bad bun. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean he 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 would. I mean he yeah. is his father's son. I did like I was a little underwhelmed by the scene to be honest. Except yes. I, you know it did kind of break my heart when she was like, saying she didn't want to die. Because I think about like Liana and you know all the things we know about her that she was this real spirited, you know kind of wonderful young girl and I mean then her life is just basically snuffed out and it's just yeah. so sad. What is the deal with that tower? It just looked like there was nothing there. It was hard. I was like, is this supposed to be a fancy? It's like, <laughs> it's like a little shack up in the, I don't know. I was not impressed with this tower we kept her tower in. in you think he would have made it some more comfortable for her. Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was kind of, um, underwhelmed with the scene, but I put that down to, um, oh God, what is that guy? He looks to me like he's the love child of Leonardo DiCaprio and Dougie Hauser. Yeah, I mean, he looks like kind of like Neil Patrick Harris, if Neil Patrick Harris and Leonardo DiCaprio had a kid, and I find that very distracting. But it felt very, it didn't, maybe because they've never bothered to, uh, they haven't done a lot with Liana as much. So tried to I think having the story of the Night of the Laughing Tree would have been helpful because that's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. the place where we see Liana's character, mm-hmm. and we can kind of see that, you know, she and yeah. Rhaegar probably did have that moment that they could have fallen in love. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we needed that to, like, care more about that. Okay. That's a good point. I think if the audience had seen Rhaegar by now, if he'd have been cast, if John, if, if Bran had seen this, yeah. you know, in one of his little Wi-Fi flashbacks via a tree, um, yeah. and, and audiences could go, oh, oh, who's this new blonde guy? Oh, that's Rhaegar? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they could sort of grasp that idea. But with him just being... Mentioned, mentioned it's background. not enough yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, casual they, the audiences of, they're not invested enough they're not really yeah. going to listen to that yeah the world of possibility is there with Bran being able to have these visions right yeah it, I mean it, maybe yeah. next season you see it a little bit because I suppose yeah. like at some point John has to learn about it oh, and yeah. you know it'd other be, people do too I yeah. mean, who get the heck, Rhaegar. but who the heck would they cast he's so supposed know. to be so gorgeous it's almost impossible to cast this dude unless they hire well, a straight up model I can do it. I think if they went with like like a rocker or something, I've always pictured him as being like a I don't know a folk musician or a a rock star or something. Dario. (laughs) Oh yeah, they need a model. Yeah, Yeah. Jouster too. You know, like he wasn't. He's not some you know super scrawny guy either. No, no. I mean, but I pictured him with that kind of. Okay, folk singer is not the right, but I picture him like as a musician with that kind of charisma. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like I, they could take like the third hottest Danish guy, and that would be like sufficient. No, boy. <laughs> but I think like they need to do more because it's not just that we know. Okay, that's fine. We know, but if they're gonna do anything with that, then other people need to know. Yeah. Yeah. That and I mean, the information like... needs to be communicated to other people. Because otherwise, it's hot enough. Arthur Dane, they could find, you know, they can probably find a good Rager. Yeah. Jeez, boy. 
Cheese Boy is no, really Cheese Boy is not nearly hot enough, and I will go to the mat on that. Yep, see? Fuckable mouth. I'm, I'm starting mouth. a petition. Let's, let's start this movement. Cheese Boy for Rhaegar. Come on, guys. Good luck with that, Aaron. Good luck with that. We're going oh, to the Oh, don't north. worry. I'm, I'm successful. I'll do this. It's fine. Okay. I'll make a campaign video. We're going to get there, all right? All right. All right. <laughs> so the Lords of the North have gathered in the Hall of Winterfell. John informs them the war is not over. Lyanna Mormont stands up and shares some harsh truths with the crowd. She calls each of them out in turn, and she tells them all House Mormont remembers and North remembers. She declares Jon Snow her king. Stark blood is in his veins. Lord Manderley stands, admits he was wrong, calls him king of the North. Glover asks for forgiveness, pledges to stand beside him. Everyone chants, king of the North. Sansa shares a glance with Littlefinger. I love Littlefinger skulking in the back like that. That was awesome. That's so Littlefinger. That's exactly what <laughs> he, what he would do. I kind of love Littlefinger. I'm sorry. Like, he's, I realized uh, that he's like, throwing, I love him. Yeah, he's throwing major shade with his eye. You know, you can see it. <laughs> Oh, when he's he, not speaking, he, you know, when he's not talking and like going into various accents, like I just love him so much. <laughs> well, he's and he's he's set all this up, and they have done that well. Like he's planted those seeds of doubt in Sansa. You know, like it's your brother's army. You know, you're a trueborn Stark. He's not. They've done a really good job with that. But can we talk about how awesome that Bella Ramsey is? Yes. She's like the casting find mm-hmm. of like. The century for these people. She's amazing. I love she's her. She's only 10 I love years so old. Oh, she's, wow. She's, she's young. Yeah, I know. She's young. She's 10. Oh, yeah. man. And she's a better actor than, you know, a lot of actors in Hollywood these days. <laughs> and a lot of people she just completely in that steals room. the scene. Well, hopefully mm, they yeah. keep, you know, keep utilizing her somehow next season. I love her. Like, she's such gravitas, I, right, <laughs> when she speaks. Oh, I'm sure and, she'll be around. I mean, they, you know. Oh, I think the Even the trajectory of the plot, she's, you know. Everyone's going to end up north, so. The only thing that frightens me is something horrible is going to happen to her because she's so loved. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah not, well, not they, like a car seat or something. And they do like to harm girls, and they yeah. do like to harm children, so that's a possibility. But I think she's great, and I'm going to enjoy her for the moment. She's the yeah. one thing this season that I've just unabashedly no doubts. I've, I've really enjoyed her. It was I love you- the way, too, okay. Sophie and... Um, uh, or Sansa and John, like when they were reacting to her speeches, they're like, "Ah, oh, here we go. This one's in the bank." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and it'd, it'd be nice if uh, Davos has another. You know, I could kind of yeah. see him bonding with her. You know, not a replacement for Shireen, but kind well, of because we same assume fatherly. that Madge, you know, yeah. Madge is dead. So yeah, yeah, father mm-hmm. figure. Yeah, so she needs a yeah, she needs a parent. He needs a child. Seems yeah. perfect. Yeah. She's a bit like salty and pessimistic. I mean, she kind of actually, now that I think about she's like it, status. she's like she's status. She's status. She's a mini status. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, she was not pulling any punches. Status never knew when to, you know, she's like, okay. And she's taking on, okay, I'm a little bitter that they did cast Manderly and then like didn't give him anything to do. But, you know, she was not intimidated at all by mm-hmm. these these grown men who, you know, could yeah. just slice her in half. It was great. Hold her up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to King's Landing. Jamie arrives back, and he's understandably freaked out when he sees the sept burning um, in the distance. 
Um, we have a scene of Cersei gliding into the throne room. She's still dressed in her fierce leather and metal dress. She takes the throne and Kyburn proclaims her queen. Jamie looks on from the side. The mood of the room seems quite somber. Cersei and Jamie exchange a glance. She seems rather emotionless again. And uh, we hear, long may she reign. Okay, so succession-wise, how is it, Cersei? How is this working? Doesn't work. She just it doesn't work. Just, she did yeah. an Ilaria. She's she's just yeah. sat herself on the throne, and I think <laughs> supposed to. Be, no, that's literally what yeah, Ilaria yeah. did. I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, Ilaria yeah. is not even. I mean, Ilaria is a bastard. She's not even like you know. She couldn't even make the claim like she's some lord's daughter, and it's yeah. Her, right? I mean, she is some. This lord's is daughter. just a, this is yeah. a dictator taking power. Um. Yeah. And I think what they're going to end up with, I mean, they've already got, so they've got Ilaria and Dorne, Elena, Cersei, Danny, maybe Sansa, like the War of the Five Queens or something. Oh, ooh. They could do something like that. I mean, because my, oh. my yeah, guess is... Yeah, but it's like is, four on one. Well, yeah. But my guess is like, I well, I guess we'll talk about this when we do our episode like uh, later on, but... I mean, I'm assuming that all this political shit is going to be playing out in part one of the seventh season, and then the wall's going to come down and shit's going to get real. Hmm. Um, but that seemed to be where they were all going. They, those women were all pretty much costumed in black, like which I thought was kind of interesting. I usually don't pay attention to that. Hmm. But they were sort of setting Sansa up to be kind of dissatisfied with pretty much being disinherited right there i mean that that's where that's all gonna go is my guess uh-huh. so uh, who would be like uh, is there any legitimate claim now to the throne well it's the baratheon line which they're i mean gendry's not legitimate though, uh, so it yeah. goes back to the whole yeah. theory of if robert's claim to the throne was based upon his targaryen ancestors then you go up the next generation to agony and likely like his sister's kids, which is the whole Selwyn Tarth theory. So in theory, Selwyn Tarth might be (laughs) the king of West, the king of Westeros. Wait, with John, without without you know John and Danny involved. Okay, because I was going to say John would be right. Will be Danny then John is Danny before if, John if John is revealed. To if be, John is legitimate, yes. if, if in the books if John oh, no, is no, legitimate, Rhaegar. it would go Egan, John, Danny. And how could yeah. John be legitimate if he took multiple wives? Is that the deal? Like, yeah, precedent. Yeah, okay. If, okay. If it was if it was like she was his, if Liana was his second wife, I don't know whether she was his girlfriend or victim or whatever. Okay. No, then he would he'd still be a bastard. But if it was a, a marriage. Because the Targs have done that, okay. then he'd be legitimate and he would inherit. Okay. And well, I mean, Aegon would be ahead of him. Well, okay. yeah, but oh, you okay. don't have Aegon. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but I, I mean, the other thing, yeah, we don't I have mean, Aegon. We don't. Uh, Danny, they don't really. Westeros doesn't even realize she's coming home, and John is is a bastard. Like, and no one knows. I mean, that's the other point. I mean, Bran can know. John can know. Howland Reed but, knows. But they haven't talked about him. But I mean, like, okay, and I realize I'm using the word logic in the show, but if you're going to get buy-in from all these other people, unless you're showing up with an army, which is, I mean, that's what Cersei, I mean, she blew up her opposition. Well, I mean, Danny's coming with an army. But if you're just going to say, hey, guess what? 
I am the legitimate son of Rhaegar Targaryen. Well, and that's all you is, got going for you. Nobody's going to put you on the throne. He's going to ride a dragon, potentially. Yeah. That'd well, be the other I thing. think that's where it's going. Uh, yeah. But right now, as it stands, Bran knowing does nothing. And, no. and, and I mean, Cersei feels, uh, Cersei's hold just feels so weak because what is her, I don't think she has, she has no long-term plan. I mean, she's not going to have any more, you know, get the rest of what is her plan to marry? No, she can't have more kids. I mean, it ends with her. I mean, that, well, we don't just, know she can't have more kids. Oh, well, I, I guess she could with Jamie. I guess she gets Larry, Carol and Larry can pop out some more, right? And then they'd be legitimate. But we're not talking she would never marry time. We're talking, well, she's what, supposed to be in her 40s, 30s on the show? In a medieval time, that's elderly. Yeah, yeah like we know it's old, but it's yeah. still possible to have kids. Yeah, she could have. Yeah, yeah, she could have. A, yeah, she could have another one. Surviving that, but is highly unlikely. But Cersei would never. This Cersei or any Cersei, I don't think would ever marry anyone else. She'd want to marry Jaime or Larry, um, and that just, I guess, we might see that happen. Like her propose to him. I don't know what the heck, you know, based on yeah, past, in terms you know. of she would never share power. So she would only marry someone that. Yeah, she could. Control. She would not have to. Yeah, yeah that she could be, dominate. Although there's, you know, in a pinch, if it's all of Westeros and Danny's crew against her, maybe there's an alliance with Euron. I, huh. I think really hmm. with Cersei, the porch light's on, but nobody's home. I mean, I don't think she's caring about it. Yeah, anything. I don't think she's thinking long term. Yeah, she's just. There. I mean, yeah. but I mean, okay, all those people died in the south. Well, actually, there are a lot finger. of other people. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh my god, what was that? I missed that. <laughs> Little finger, Little finger, and Cersei. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> I like I'm Euron like... and Cersei. That would be kind of fun to watch. <laughs> I, I guess yeah, what I'm saying I think is some like, basis on that. There are a bunch of people who just got killed who probably have husbands and fathers and all sorts of relatives left who are kind of bitter about that. And if they figure oh, yeah. out she did it, which I'm Every- assuming she's established because yeah. she's crowned herself. Every- yeah, everyone's terrified of her right now because they all know she did it, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah but that doesn't she's stop got anybody. so many enemies. She Nobody likes her. Oh, she, she doesn't have any allies. I'm yeah. pretty sure the Bank of Bravos. I mean, yeah, they kind of forgot about the bank. And and is it Casterly Rock? Like on the show, they've established that they were going broke. So where's she yeah. going to get her money from? So she's kind of really at endgame here. Yeah. If they remember that. Show. Yeah. Yeah, they might not. I don't think they do, that. but. Maybe Tywin was just lying, so they didn't spend it all. And and, and what do you all think about Jamie's face here? I don't know. It's hard for me to read. And I, always I think he's horrified. Her. Okay. I, I don't think. And I don't think it was particularly ambiguous. Okay. I'm not I think so. I was reading it. that too. I was I, I I looked at him and I think he just it almost looked like he didn't know her. Like I don't know who but you just, are. You know, I, I keep it just keeps bothering me that he is though. Be just purely not based on book Jamie, not based on where he should be at, but based on show Jamie, he bears for me, he would bear at least some responsibility for this because he based on his last conversation, he essentially egged her on with what they were verbally saying to each other. He said to Edmure that Mm. she was capable of burning cities to the ground just because she used wildfire. For me, I don't feel like that's enough, but I know they're going to go there and that's fine. And I'll be happy if they break up, but it still bothers me that we got all that preceding crap, which makes it not consistent. I think if, if Larry had have continued to be Larry for the whole season, I think, you know, when he met up with Brienne, he was like Larry throughout 60% of that conversation. Yeah. And then it was yeah. like slap in the face. Yeah. Suddenly Jamie's back. But yeah. if he had not have left King's Landing and if he had have been left in Cersei's presence and in this weird out of character state of being, 
He may have even helped our planet. Like yeah. I know, that's the vibe Did, I was getting. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. yeah. Jamie would never have done it, but Larry would. Yeah, and that's exactly. the problem. Larry you never know if you're gonna yeah. get. I was. I really thought we had Jamie for the whole episode, which has been. It was honestly so refreshing. Well, to it would see. be nice. I mean, maybe he could actually be a little bit guilty and be like, "Yeah, I'm partly. I partly did this, you know, by not realizing sooner. I don't know, you know. I. I mean, all of it, like. If you just ignore books entirely, which I, really I think is probably the only way to watch the show and still say stain. Um, I mean, even in the show, I, he was never questioning, not once, the accusations that she was unfaithful to Robert. Never questioned about Lancel, never seemed to let that bother him. And even if that there was never a scene where he asked well, there was, the, always- there was, you know what there was, which is weird, which makes me wonder what the heck happened. Remember S season four, episode one, where they were together on the chase yes. lounge. That yes. was the scene. Like- that was the scene yes. where he said, what are you talking about? What, what is this conversation with Quiburn? What are you talking about? And then she goes, well, Oh, you're too late. Meditate. He looked, he looked shocked and she goes, you're too late. That could have been the perfect point to start the ending. But yeah, I mean, that was the only time he ever questioned her. And that that's ambiguous because I yeah. don't remember her. I mean, he never like seemed upset about that. He never which, seemed interested, like about yeah. Why, I, and I mean, what uh, happened? What went down? Yeah, it was, and he's not Dario, who doesn't mind if his girlfriend has a husband as long as he gets to bang her. I mean, this is yeah. this is Jamie, who's the one woman guy, and uh, I, I feel that there should be something in there. I guess we just have to leave it at. They're going to maybe now make him Jamie, and hopefully that's it. You know, maybe he'll. I mean, I, that's my glad. question now. Are we going to go down that road again and be all hopeful <sighs> that season seven is going to be the breakup and we're going to see Jamie be Jamie again? It's torment. <laughs> we're go down I don't that even. Road. It's I, torment. I can't even I know, hope for Jamie and Brienne, but I can. <laughs> if we see, if this is the end of Larry, I'm okay. Yeah, I think I can deal with next season. I just hope it doesn't drag out. I hope it it ends, you know, I hope it's a couple episodes and we're done. I hope it isn't dragged out. There's just not that much time left. I mean, I kind of, I had this epiphany today that, um, you know, I, I think I figured out, like, what happened with Jamie and Brienne. And I think it's because in the books, they're going to end up with either going to the Vale or getting Sansa post that tourney in the Vale. So the second they made the decision to have Sansa play the role of Jane Poole, they lost, like, literally all of Jamie and Brienne's Winds of Winter plot. Huh. And so, you know, Brienne kind of had this weird skeleton version of it, but Jamie had nothing. And so, like, this is the, you know, they're they're never going to get to the Winds plot on the show. Like, they're going to go straight into the dance plot. Okay. So they could then... I mean, the dream of, you know, the dream of spring plot, yeah. So, yeah, so he was just in holding pattern and at service to Cersei's plot, essentially. For Yeah, yes, I mean, yeah. because, you know, Dorne was a huge, you know, they tried Dorne, but yeah, I mean, they literally have to, you know, Jamie and Bran literally have to wait for the end of everyone's wins plot at this point. I think um, Nikolai Costa-Waldau will be extremely happy if the whole Larry thing stops happening. Oh, because yeah. Maybe it's just me, but in the interviews I've been reading with him ever since season three, uh, I think he's he's really wanted to see 
Jamie's story go in the same direction as it did in the books. He really wants to see Jamie's character development, get a move on. And yeah, I think he's just exhausted. Yeah, he's at a loss. Yeah, he's at a loss to explain any more than anybody else can, you know? Absolutely. His characters look stupid for like three years now. So, and it's so funny whenever people, because he does get asked in interviews a lot, you know, to explain his relationship with his sister. You could just tell he is like so over having to (laughs) come up with excuses as to why he's still with her. (laughs) It's got to be kind of shitty to play, too. I mean, well, it's boring, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's not like his first half of the season. How could that have been rewarding as an actor? Right. Nick, just stand like behind Mm. Lena and over her shoulder right yeah. and even, i mean it's not like a scene chewing david bradley kind of you know this is fun it's just very yeah i can't imagine that's exciting. i mean he got good material once he you know at river run and in the twins yeah. but you know yeah, and he, his, yeah he even said himself that if at this point he says if if this doesn't end it and Jamie doesn't walk away at this point, he's never going to leave her. You know, if this whole thing oh, is For him, he feels like this Please. is the straw that ba- breaks the camel's back. So that's just... Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think he's afraid of that. Sure. <laughs> I'm afraid of that. He's not alone. <laughs> All right. Let's, okay. Just keep calling David and Dan, hold them in the middle of the night, every night, and be like, please stop this thing. Change Take it. us off the rack. I want my character train. back. Bring it back. Bring it back. You had it going season three. Bring Jamie Lannister back. Like, he should start a campaign. More campaigns. Let's go. Yeah, we yeah tweet everyone. Started, like, we can tweet them all. Here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, we're going to go on. Uh, we have Theon and Yara sailing their fleet alongside the black sails of Dan- Daenerys' ships. And I do believe I spied some Dornish ships there as well. And, and there some are Tyrells. Tyrells. Ah, an issue, but yeah, I missed that one. Anyway, so her uh, three dragons are flying overhead, and uh, I guess we've got what we've all finally been wanting, and Danny is finally heading west, and goddamn, Varys gets around fast. <laughs> oh my god. And those ships, I mean, were they on the way to King's Landing? Were they on the way from Marine? Did they... Well, who knows where that scene took place? It could have yeah. taken place, like, in the middle of the summer islands for all we know, you know, like we don't know that it's at Marine. Yeah. It could have had up like yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I did. I loved that. We're finally done with Danny and her Madonna blue all the time. And I mean, Madonna as in mother well, of Mary. And that was a very deliberate con. I mean, it's a very deliberate costume, costume choice, choice. To, okay. to make her, you know, look or like to clothe her like Cersei. You know, oh, making yeah. very obvious the younger queen at this point. And well, who like that I is. said, we had Alaria, we had Elena, we had Sansa. They're all wearing black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or gray or whatever. They're all that sort of much more, these are not girlish feminine colors in, in that sense. I, so I thought it tied together thematically. Do, do you think we're done with Marine? I hope so. Yeah. Please, yeah. God. I think so. Good. There's no reason to go back there. Except Yay. Jorah. I don't know what he's up well, to. Well, I can see Jorah showing up in Old Town. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. You no, know, he's think for the cure. cure. Yeah. yeah. And then Sam I just picture like him. Robert Smith now. He's just looking for the cure. <laughs> uh, well, we did it. That's it. Season six. I liked it better than season five. Yeah. 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 I liked having surgery better than season five, but no, (laughs) No, it was better. It was definitely better. And it's clear they recognize some of their mistakes. 
And I think having fewer episodes will be a big help, too. Well, it's going to keep me from turning into an alcoholic, that's for sure. I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I, I love I'll the have less, less time to, to sit there with my booze going, oh, my God, what are you doing to me? Why? Why? I have to admit, I love the length of this episode. Like, if they have fewer ones, I hope they're beefier episodes. Ooh, like that would this. be yeah. nice. That would be nice. Longer episodes. Yeah. I mean, it was a bitch to take notes for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Made for better storytelling. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Let's do the mail. Got it. I've got it. Yay. So we have a bunch of messages from Tumblr. Um, The first is a three-part anonymous question or (laughs) comment. Um, Hi, ladies. I recently discovered your podcast after the show sucked me back in with that JB reunion. In regards to 610, I can't help but wonder if the whole reason we got Jamie's art going completely off the rails, i.e. Larry, is to make the Valencar possible. You've talked about many times how Valencar in the books is retcon won't be possible, considering Jamie's story. Maybe all GRM told them he originally intended for it to be Jamie. After all, Lena is one of the top build cast members, and like how they keep writing awful scenes for Tyrion because of Peter Dinklage it might be more important for them to service her story than Brienne's. Obviously, whatever D&D are doing, it's a rushed, stunted, not completely accurate version of how the books will play out. I don't even agree most of it is close to how the books will play out because they are much more complicated than the show has ever been. All in all, I guess I'm just trying to stay positive. I don't think Jamie will murder suicide either, as we now know Valencar will play out on the show. That's just a weird J.C. Shipper fantasy. Maybe the even star will show up in King's Landing next season to make things worth watching before the next JB reunion, at least. Anyway, just trying to stay positive, especially in how 610 might impact the reality of the books. And thanks for doing this awesome podcast. Keep up the great works, the great work, ladies. I mean, the thing is, is like the Valencar hasn't even been mentioned in the show. Yeah. So I, I don't understand like this obsession with it. Like it might happen, but I feel like for two, maybe it's just on Reddit where it's like the end-all be-all of the entire show is Lady Stoneheart and Valencar, which, like, I, I just, you know, I, I don't think... I think there, that's just, it's not going to happen in the show. It may happen in the books. Um, I think it's going to be that self-fulfilling prophecy thing, you know, that Cersei's doing all this to herself. Um, but I don't think we're ever going to get it on the show. I also, I don't know. I'm never, I'm not 100% convinced too that Jamie would be the Valencar. I, I might put my money on Tyrion. I mean, he's I already the show, strangled yeah. one woman. Like, he's capable yeah. of it. So, in, in the show verse, yeah, definitely. I think in the show, it'd be weird for Jamie to, especially because there's no, you know, there's no one in between Danny and Cersei in terms of power at this point. So, it would be weird for Jamie to be the one to take her down because I feel like, she has to be there for Cersei and Tyrion to have someone opposing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, of all her enemies, like Jamie is yeah. doing it. Yeah. But I do think, um, you know, and I think I don't remember who it was that had a good comment um, on the Jamie Brand subreddit about, I think it was maybe Jinmo actually talking about how, um, you know, the, the King's Landing story next season really should be a hundred percent. Cersei story until everyone shows up and there's frankly really not a place for Jamie in there. The only thing Jamie can do is be an obstruction at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without, yeah, you know, complete, yeah, like without complete character assassination, like what can he do other than like object and then get the hell out of there? 
Yeah, yeah because who's left? There's um, Kyburn and Anton left, or um, Cersei, right? And Gregor. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, they'll probably have to cast someone like Atena Merriweather just because, I mean, she'll need someone else to talk to in those early ups, I would think. But, um, yeah. Oh, that knows? would be fun to get Atena. <laughs> I uh, like that. Now, I can see them going for hot lesbian sex, too. That would be totally in their wheelhouse to do. And that, then JB would be like, what the hell? <laughs> now, here's a question. If, if Cersei is this Cersei and she's fully transformed, it's not like in the books when he left. Would she let him leave? Like, would she try to kill him? Would he leave? You know, I don't know. You know, it's. That would be interesting think, to think about. I think he le- if he left in the middle of the night, she's so... <laughs> I don't think she just up. willingly let him go. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know. I, mean, I don't think she would willingly let him go, but I think if he just snuck off, she might not notice. <laughs> she's pretty <laughs> caught up she, in her own power. Too yeah, yeah. I don't know. She'll give a fuck. Oh, what really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. You'd think that she should, if based on the conversation before they left, but of course they don't care she about consistency. She about but him. She's going to need... I mean... Logically speaking, they're going to need to give her someone else to play off of because, I mean, I don't think, uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Kyber and Anton. I mean, Us- they play in love really well, but. They do, but I mean, I don't think that's enough to carry her no. plot. I mean, and that's why, I mean, that's right. why she got a POV is because he didn't have anybody left in King's Landing who he could use. Right. And she and Jamie can't really have conversations about this. Like, there's no yeah. conversation they can have. Like, it's done. Well, I hope you are right. I, I hope you are right. They don't drag it out. So I just what hope. What's wrong I'm... with you? Is the con- that's the conversation. Yeah, I I'm... could see also if he found out about what's going on with Septa Yunella, I could see him piecing out. Oh, I think she's dead. I think that woman, by the time he's, yeah, no, I don't think we're gonna get her. I don't think she's dead. No, she's not done with her. We're going to get more of her in season seven. Oh, God. That's she even of... made that comment. You're not meeting your gods today. Oh, yeah, because well, she wants to see yeah, her but last person I don't she sees when she dies. That's yeah. not enough to... I bet we... I mean, the whole point... I mean, like, you have these characters. You can't just have the character by themselves. I mean, it's not a book where you have, like, a lot of thought. I mean, you have to have them doing stuff. And all of the people who are opposing her aren't there anymore. They're either in other kingdoms or they're dead. So it's her and Jamie and Kyber. So they could and keep I don't Jamie think around can, I mean, just to just to have it. It doesn't seem like Sir on. Gregor is all that talkative, and I don't think he was that talkative even when he wasn't a zombie. So you know, who else is she going to be interacting with? Yeah, we're gonna probably be talking a lot about this i think when we do our recap episode yeah. and predictions for season seven so let's keep going with the bail because okay um we've got one from manaru unlimited hello ladies hope you're doing well thank you for reading my last message i squealed so loud at work and was immediately <laughs> embarrassed my my coworker gave me the septa anella look of shame 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 <laughs> but i don't have a kyberg to take to take care of her so alas getting pretty dark here um i'm very disappointed at what they've done with jamie they brought him and brienne together for a total of eight minutes including them saying goodbye and now we see him back in king's landing double sigh but can we talk about gangsta cersei i was sad to see marjorie go but i had to respect cersei eliminating all her enemies in one fell swoop we got fry pies we got a bastard version of the north remembers we got creepy finger and danny heading to westeros with her new posse I love the music throughout the whole episode. I won't keep babbling. Thank you for all you do, and I look forward to what you ladies have planned during the off-season. P.S. I hope Brienne and Pod don't share Gendry's fate of rowing west of Westeros. <laughs> Arya, 
Arya makes it to River Run in two episodes, and Brienne and Pod still haven't made it back to the north. <laughs> I think we hit on like pretty much every point she mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good stuff. <laughs> um, Daphne, who was our message. guest last week, writes in to say. Is it just me, or does the fact that Ned was Lyanna's big brother seem a bit weird, considering the flashback we got in episode two? Ned looks much smaller than she does, presumably 10 or 11, while she looks almost 17. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, girls mature quicker. She's supposed know. to be his younger sister. Right. And, I mean, sometimes girls do grow taller, like you said. So. Bren, Bren, Ned was a late bloomer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he seems like he would be a late bloomer, so I don't know. In many ways. Yep. In every regard. <laughs> oh, poor dead Ned. Um, our our lovely IHD, I Heart Dramas, writes in, Dear ladies, whoa, so Bran's vision thingy came true. Cersei did the one thing that Jaime was willing to forsake his vow as the Kingsguard to stop from happening. I felt a chill at his stare during, towards her during the coronation, and we've come one step closer to the culmination of Maggie the Frog's prediction. Will it be the brother with the hand of gold or the brother that is hand of the queen? We finally received confirmation that Jon Snow is Lyanna Stark's son. I mean, we all pretty much knew this, but it being official adds just that little bit of extra enjoyment. The actress they picked to play the Tower of Joy Lyanna looks just like Arya, I think. For all I complained about the series not following the books, I will not complain about how the fry pie incident went down. R.I.P. Lord Grandfather, and I'm glad I'm not on Arya's list. (laughs) <laughs> My wish for next year are an Arya and Arya Sander Brienne reunion that doesn't involve fighting each other to the death. Just imagine all three working together with Pod as support. I mean, I wouldn't mind that for a while either. Yeah. If, Your yeah. little family. <laughs> and then our last message is from Johnny and the Kits, who says, Hey, ladies, we made it to the end of the season. Well, most of us did. So much angst going into season seven. All hail Queen Carol, longish may she reign. <laughs> longish may she reign. <laughs> Will Larry gain the new nickname Queen Slayer? I feel that he may fulfill the Valencar prophecy and be reborn as Jamie. A girl can dream. Thanks for the great <laughs> podcast. And then I did want to give a shout out to one of our Twitter followers. Um, I think I I read one of her comments two weeks ago and butchered her name, but it's Lady Aoife. Not Lady Aolf. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to get your name right. <laughs> Is that all of them? That's it, yeah. Oh, they are beefy good messages. Thanks, yeah. guys, uh, for sending those great. in. Um, anyway, we love getting mail, and you can send us a message at close the door end at gmail.com, close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Subscribe, like, review us on iTunes, Google Music, and YouTube. Get out there and recommend this podcast if you like. I'm tired of seeing ours like lower on those stupid this Game of Thrones podcast. We're like never on the list, except for that one article. We were on a CBC list, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, if people who don't know, CBC is like a Canadian institution for radio. So cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. We got some kudos mm-hmm. there. So get us on some lists. Anyway, <laughs> next up for here, us here at Close the Door is uh, we'll be doing a recap of season six. Um, probably doing a little predictions for season seven as well. So if you want to send us in some stuff for that, you can. And we'll be doing some RPG um, episodes that we have in the can. And then following that, we have Dunk and Egg. So 
Very hey, definitely. we have the we have the top ten chapters episode. Damn yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's before Dunkin' Egg. Yep. Often delayed one. <laughs> <laughs> something uh, you... George will announce wins like that week or oh. something. Something will happen. <laughs> are you looking for anything in particular for that episode, Kyle? Um, I pit, pit. I don't think so. I mean, we have all the survey. We have the survey information, so okay. we're probably good to go. You just want people to know it. It's going to happen. God yes, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. Yep. All right. Good. Fair enough. Okay. Aaron, pleasure as always. Thank you for joining us. This was a, a long episode, so we appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. It's good having you on. Yeah. Looking forward to those videos. Yes. You've got a lot of campaigns to run and a lot of videos to make. Yes. Yes. I've been making notes. (laughs) Good. I don't want to promise anything too big that you may not be able to deliver, but if you can deliver the one thing, that would be the most amazing Game of Thrones video of all time. Well, (laughs) I can try. It's a bit difficult for me um, here in Japan with my laptop, but I'm definitely, I promise to give it a go. All right. Challenge. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Good, good. Thank you, ladies. Have a good night. Closing the door. Get out. <laughs>